Hey, Jerry. Hello, Emmy. <laughs> I am glad to see you. Oh, it's good to see you. It's been a bit crazy. So what's happening? What's happening in your world? Um, it, I, I could answer that on a lot of levels. I've got two cats with me and a cup of tea um, around all the new technology. So what, what could possibly go wrong? Oh. Um, I professionally, I've been mm-hmm. buzzing around doing mm-hmm. everything I think I'm supposed to be doing. Um, a couple of weeks back I did some really good education with Michael Yapko um, who was on my list of of people to see Um, so so on that kind of bucket list of yeah I do want to see something by him and it was really good even though it was on the zoom I've been doing supervision I've been having big days I've been fluttering around but on a personal level even though there's nothing bad and I'm aware of massive privilege um, and even and even massive privilege in the sense you know that um, it's really hard to admit this in this day and age but I work less hard than a lot of people although I have big days 2021 has been distinguished by tailoring back the old psychology and actually working a day less working a day less in my hospital job but I I still underneath it I still feel kind of tired and flat and I guess a sense of of ennui Um, and I don't know what that is like is that burnout is that getting old? Is that just being a dick? You know, is that just whinging? <laughs> um, do you, when Let's you can't busy boast anymore, yes. do you have to whinge about how tired you are? Um, oh, the busy boast. Oh, perhaps our yeah. perhaps our friends in the corporate world could <laughs> clarify um, that for us. So well, they're, not, they're not busy doing inner work, in my experience. They're busy doing outer work. You know, so <laughs> they're busy. I, look, oh man, what do we what do we do with this? Outer work, okay. Yes. I'm behind in yes. the waxing, but the eyebrows oh, are God. looking good. <laughs> um, so okay, well, on that front, I don't know what you're good. saying about the business world being superior to psychology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, oh man, okay. So, well, what are we wrestling with at the moment? With the feeling of is it, is it a feeling of like, what is this all about? Why am I why am I doing this crazy job? A is little, it, a little. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe yeah, a little, enough. and maybe maybe the days are too big. At, at the end of yeah, um, when I see okay. clients in private practice, mm. at the end of that, although it's tiring, it is a very good energy. Um, yeah, that's true. I I agree with you. Like mm. in the beginning, you're like, oh god, gotta face the face the abyss for <laughs> another. Another another seven hours at the at the abyss. Yeah, why? Yeah. But, but, but I think it is. I think this is a good question. Like, why? Why do we do this job? Yeah, you know? and I don't expect you to have the answer necessarily because <laughs> I I think it's a I think I think there are a lot of like I work with a lot of students. I I supervise mm. a lot of um, registrars and you know people approaching registration, and I think it's a really important question. 
that you have to ask yourself all the time, like, why the hell am I doing this job? Because if you can't find meaning, because I think the psychologists don't necessarily get paid in money. You get paid in another currency, I think. Like a, it's mm. a, and it's an intangible but deeply fulfilling currency when, mm. when, when it happens. Mm. So, mm. What is our currency? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm asking you this question, but at the same time, in order to get the answer, I've also got to really ask myself the same question. So I'm trying to do that even though I'm asking you as well. I mean... Mm. I suppose. Why do we? Why do we do this? Well, I didn't think I could do anything else. Is the truth? I don't know. Mm. I don't know why mm. that was the way it was exactly. I mean, you can. I guess you can look to your background and all that, and that's an obvious answer. And it's not untrue. Mm. <laughs> but it's not. It's not just that. Like, why do we? So, what? What? What is it about the work that gets you up in the morning, Jerry? Well, I think that the. The answer changes and you and I are at a different point that the answer to the question could possibly be different from Mm. when the question was asked of us, if it ever was, in (laughs) the mid-90s. Oh, God. So in the Keating years, I can remember. The olden days. The olden days. Yeah, so the uni years, I can remember thinking, I want to be able to die having done something interesting yeah, or enough. something important. Mm. Uh, so that was why I, I guess that yeah. was it initially. And also I wanted to help people, you know, it's such, it sounds like such a stereotype, doesn't it? But I did want to well, help people and I wanted I to help people in an yeah. effective way. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I feel what, you. What what is what is the answer now? I don't know. What gets me up yeah. in the morning? Like I don't mean yeah. to be facetious, but it is the alarm clock. It is habit. <laughs> it is ingrained habit, especially uh, in my hospital job, which is uh, quite yeah. far away from where I live. Yeah. So I've had yeah. that discipline of you That's know true. laying out my clothes the night before, <laughs> laying out my lunch the <laughs> oh, night before. Um, um, oh, bless you. <laughs> yeah, you read a really informative article in Oprah magazine Did you? I lo- back I, in the I, early two thousands. Yeah, how much very do you influential. Miss Oprah? I miss yeah. Oprah. I just, you know, I've, I mm. I miss Oprah. Mm. I miss the 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 way that the show used to go. In the beginning, there'd be large breaks between ads, and then there'd be short breaks at the end, and that would be disappointing. You'd be like, oh, you want mm. more of Oprah. Um, and Oprah, Oprah's so can do. Like it's all about the right bra, the right morning routine, yes. reading the right books, and then and then you feel yes. like anything's possible. Yeah. And try and lose um, weight if sometimes, and then other yeah, times, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we we could all have a friend like Gail. <laughs> um, so, oh yeah, Gail's awesome. Gail's yeah. Awesome. But Oprah will always live within us. She, she, yeah. She's she, in the more. She's out there in the collective unconscious now, isn't she? She's out there as an archetype. Absolutely, absolutely. Even though now it's only sort of guest interviews, but oh. yeah, I, I, I don't feel ashamed to say oh. that I've learned a lot from Oprah. Um, yeah, I think I did too. But I've got colleagues who really diss Oprah. You know. Mm. And I'm like, I don't get it. Do you do you experience that kind of um, 
actually this is a difficult thing to ask about so even colleagues that it's sort of a downing like a putting down of transformation good work doing well at this job whatever that means I'm not even sure what that means mm. Mm. what does it mean just to do, what do you think it means to be doing well <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's a really like, that's a really mean? good question because so much of our definition of doing well can be just the absence of problems the absence of yeah. disaster or stress sure. or um, being on the edge of falling apart. So I guess doing well is, <laughs> I mean, I've answered my own question, doing well yeah. is the absence of those things. But yeah. I guess I guess I want to feel like my clients are progressing. Yeah, I guess I want to feel like I work somewhere where I'm valued or where I guess mm. more broadly clinical psychology is yeah. valued. Um, I want to be able to have the resources to be able to do my job, which yeah, uh, sometimes in a government job uh, oh, is God. not the case. Um, but having said that, is is generally the case in private practice. You generally have the resources to be able to do it, although not always because that's yeah, when true. issues like admin support and stuff like that comes in. But now yeah, um, I feel very grateful. I do. We could have a gratitude moment, Oprah style, <laughs> about where I work at the moment in private practice yeah. because I feel like I have worked in some places that were difficult yeah. Um, or where there were people who were, I think, undermining me, um, sounding paranoid. No, Um, no, I don't think that is paranoid. I think it's complicated, that dynamic with um, in psychology or in mm. Castle Broadnet, health services, community services, support services, where there's the, the primary agent of transfer of service is like a relationship of some kind where there's dialogue involved and... I think women can get extremely competitive about who is more empathic or yeah yeah who's doing the who's the best support for the I mean that's, yes, that's really yeah. complicated that. It can be one of the competitions hey within the multidisciplinary <laughs> team um who is the therapeutic hero Oh god um, Oh yeah. Sometimes that oh, yes. manifests itself with who's found out the most. So so and so went in to I talk know. to them and oh. found out X Y Z, and you feel like saying, "Really?" Um, it's very tempting to just make up something. Um, <laughs> well, I went in and I found out X Y Z. <laughs> Don't do this at home, kids. I'm just saying that's an and urge within me. I'm not saying I've ever done it. <laughs> That's well, it's it's tricky that which when you're trying to socialize with colleagues, like and negotiate the boundary between your work, which is kind of like relationship based and clapped in confidentiality and privacy, or mm. or, or at least it needs to be it needs to appear that way. But um, but actually, the because I mean, women like to gossip. It's one of the ways they they connect to each other. I really feel like bringing in Jordan Peterson at this point, but I think we have to save that. <laughs> Yeah, we're not bringing in Jordan Peterson. The only context which I would countenance bringing in Jordan Peterson is if we were going to do a role play where you, you, Emmy, would be Jordan Peterson and I would be the hot young activist. I would be a hot young activist that takes him on. 
I have a vision in my ridiculous moments. I there's thing I feel like no, we can't talk about this. We have to we have to leave this for another time. Why I want to, to talk about well, because this? I'll just get on a roll and then like we I I think we have to build I I need to build up to, I need to get in training to deal with Jordan Peterson. I You need to build up to yeah, your rant, I need do to you? Build, oh, well, I don't even know from the way you're talking. Are you pro Jordan Peterson or like, are you anti Jordan Peterson? What I find astonishing about Jordan Peterson is like I've I've read a lot of the literature he cites and references, not to the degree that he's read it, but I I know where he's coming from and I agree with a lot of his conceptualizations. But where I think he falls down enormously is he's not a woman. He doesn't have the lived experience of being in a female body and walking Mm. around and like trying to like, you know, trying to to build a dream or a vision or, you know, so, I mean, look, he, I, I get that women have children <laughs> and for many of us. <laughs> We're clear that, on this, Jordan. <laughs> yes, there's, a, there's, a, there's an anatomical reason for that. Thank you. That's fine. But there's, um, I think, I think when Jordan gives interviews, as impressive as his intellect is, he doesn't give credence or try and help the speaker mm. who disagrees with him. And he just sort of thinks that they're a lunatic or something. <laughs> I've seen him like do really um, angry, shut down kind yeah. of body language. How dare you criticize me? Yeah. Um, also, anyway, yeah. do you know what happened to Jordan Peterson? Does, yeah, does anyone he, know yeah. that he became an addict and then was? No, he he had <laughs> um, he does have a, a mean. He's I think he sits on that bipolar spectrum. And he'll he'll freely admit to that, so that's not mm. not new information. And I think he was receiving he'd been receiving treatment for some time, like I think well over a decade, taking SSRIs. And I've seen this in practice myself. Like there are some bad side effects if you try and come off an SSRI after you've been on it for a long time. And um, the, the story goes that he. He started experiencing something called akathisia, akathisia, which is like a restlessness. You can't stop moving and it, mm. you really can't stop moving. And I think it's got something to do with the serotonin pathway in the brain. And it's just, it would be the, it would be like a, a sort of detox function for the mm. body trying to find mm. that new homeostasis once again and just going through symptoms. And it's bloody awful. And he also was prescribed, I think, I think it wasn't Valium, but it was like, it wasn't, I can't think of it. I can't think. I haven't got the name of the drug in my mind, but it was, it was yeah. on that Valium, Valium spectrum. So when he um, and he was on a very low dose, which I what I found strange about this story is he did his um, doctoral thesis in um, alcohol use, and so that's the same pathway that Valium mm. uses, or it's the same addictive pathway. And I thought, mate, how could you have mm. taken this script and not known that you were going to become dependent on this drug? And so when he, when he, um, that the prescription was changed, wife got very ill, wheels fell off, lots of chaos, (laughs) and he couldn't take the drug anymore and wanted and had to try to do a supervised detox. It didn't work. They upped the medication. Mm. And he had this akathisia. Um, he had some. Yeah, it's it is a bit of a hard thing to follow unless you kind of like, I guess you'd need to know a lot about or be very, be very interested in chronic illness to, to have, have yeah, a sense yeah. of what and went on. 
as you're talking, I am more aware that we should yeah. have compassion for him. The Guardian <laughs> reviewed the yeah. Guardian reviewed his latest book and said, "Look, it's good. He just doesn't have a sense of humor." And I think, <laughs> I think that, that that's a fair not, yeah, kind of true. review. Yeah. And I guess I I um absolutely have to have the last word on Jordan Peterson. Here okay, off you go. Yep. He essentially talks about individual factors at mm. the expense of the societal factors um, and tends mm. to deny that those are in place yeah. um, or deny that those are in place in any kind of uh, way that can't be overcome by individual strength or resilience or discipline. And as a clinical psychologist, in some ways, I get that. Like we yeah. work with individual change, right? Yeah. We are not working yeah, with societal change. We are not working with the upstream drivers, as our public no. health colleagues would say. <laughs> but I, I think it's really important, and especially the interconnectedness of all things, especially as you're saying, mm. um, with women's issues. Well, um, we sort of... He, t- he loves to talk about, he used to call it the dominance hierarchy and there's a very good reason for that because it's defined on largely dominance. But then he rebranded it as the competence hierarchy, which su- suggests that, and this is a phenomenological thing. <laughs> mm. Like it, you, you can look at our culture and go, oh, yeah, it's all organised around, well, it's a male dominance or male competence hierarchy. And I think there's a lot of self-confirming or confirming biases in play in the way he peruses the data and and it becomes extremely complicated when you're looking for confirming data all the time and you're mm. he's got a few, he he cites some massive meta metadata about Scandinavian countries and women choosing um female dominated professions when they have the choice it's like well see that disproves the whole thing so just shut up <laughs> and it's not as simple as that when you because the dominance hierarchy or the the competence hierarchy it's okay at the top level of it mm. but have a look what's going on on the bottom what bodies you're crushing to stand on to get this standard of living that apparently is is competence based mm. and and then mm. jordan bangs on about the 80 20 rule the Pareto distribution, which I think reflects this problem. It's a distribution issue. So the top 20% get the resources and the, you know, like it's, it's anyway, don't get me started because we'll I just get upset about it. But I'll, um, but I'm working up to a, an actual conversation. But see, but Jordan won't listen to you unless you have like, you're armed with uh, artillery of data and, um, you know, yeah. you, can go, you can go toe to toe. And it's very hard to do that because of the, because of the, the role he's had in his life, he's he's in, immersed in this data all the time. Whereas I'm immersed in practice. Yeah, yeah. I no. um, YouTube has a very <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. YouTube and Oprah, we're surprisingly <laughs> low brow, aren't we? Um, <laughs> let's talk about Oprah, um, not Oprah. Uh, so. Uh, Jordan, there's a wonderful YouTube. It's it's probably about half an hour of your life, but it's a 
a British political journalist called Helen Lewis who interviews oh, oh, Jordan yes. Peterson for GQ magazine. I it's really that. good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think she did a pretty good job. She of did a really good it. job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to help her out with a bit of data a few times, but <laughs> but but she was but doing she, okay, she was doing wasn't she? Good. Yeah, she was. Um, she and was. she would kept it very pleasant and I very so. positive, which yeah. um you need to do. Yeah, and I've heard him him speak uh, about that interview and he he's really angry about it or yeah. was at the time I heard him yeah. speak or at least that was my interpretation. Um, well, I, I know that there's been a big like kerfuffle in Canada about compelled speech legislation. That's where all this starts. Mm. At the same time, 200 of his colleagues called for his tenure to be revoked via a, like a man sometimes in the morning my can't remember words you know like a petition petition thank you Jerry thank you I do wake up at by one o'clock you know <laughs> early early morning brain fog from the day before what well, now look I now it's very hard to say like, like there's something in that I don't know what it is but there's it may be other circumstances it may not be but I think he um he's a little bit one-eyed in his um Mm. appraisal of, of of things and he'll use the data his interpretation of the data to support that but he's got incredible analysis of myth and legend and all that sort of mm. thing and mm. he's got mm. a reasonable I'm not an expert on Jung I would never say I was but I have used the therapy for over 20 years so I've got some utilitarian knowledge of the situation and I think sometimes he his understanding of those concepts is not 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 complete it's uh, it's not it's not quite it's not quite there uh, he's know. not young enough well um <laughs> yeah yeah um Jordan anyway peterson yeah. represents something to me too what what does it what does he because i'm interested in what he is as a symbol as much as uh, uh, as a symbol yeah. he is the dominant Right. Slightly self-righteous. Right, yeah. Usually university orientated man. Yeah. Um uh, who yeah, uh, speaking generally here is possibly a professor in psychology. And there are mm-hmm. Jordan Peterson-like mm. people out there. That's um true. and what sure. what is particularly strange I guess or incongruous is they're out there in a profession that's what 85% female I know um I I mean maybe we're down to 80% female and maybe you know I'm not saying that's good right I'm just saying that's that's the way um it is uh so yeah that that makes um, me think a bit I think I feel like this as a figure Jordan's probably going to come up a lot going forwards I imagine well it certainly does for me because as a figure I find his him super fascinating because a lot of his um influences I use myself but I haven't come to the same conclusions he has come to Mm, fascinating (laughs) isn't it yeah I have I mean I yeah anyway but I feel like we need to refocus on what you know the old personal maybe for a minute so what a yeah sorry no 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 it's fine I well I mean maybe we do maybe we don't (laughs) 
do we do we need to fo- try and focus on I'm trying to think well how does this affect me personally well, we like, can you know? we can talk we can talk about whatever we want because yeah. he is an influence he on psychologists in Australia he is probably a bigger influence yeah. than Oprah um and that's very wrong I, I put it to you <laughs> <laughs> it's very wrong. I think. Look, well, his his message on it on the surface is pretty hard to argue with. Like, it's like put yourself together, put your life together, get yourself in order, organize, get a goal, get going. I mean, this stuff is not rocket science. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. If there's a yeah. problem, let's get a plan going for the solution to that problem. Yeah. And, and any plan's better than no plan. That's what I tell people I work with. Any plan yeah. is better than no plan. Yeah. So maybe. <laughs> so maybe. It, it, maybe we're reacting t- to him, yeah. which, you know, doesn't say good things about us. Maybe we're reacting <laughs> to him or the way he delivers his message um, because at times I've delivered the same message either yeah. to myself or I others. Um, I work in a very behavioural way. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. And so I'm into it. I'm into yeah, yeah, definitely eating breakfast. Um, do you eat breakfast, Timmy? Well, <laughs> there's a breakfast barrier is a, between well, us. Well, yeah, look, I, I like to work towards that. I have a, <laughs> lots of fun chronic health issues. Like, I, I don't know. Like, do you find psychologists, especially as they get older, they tend to acquire interesting health problems? So I, I do eat breakfast, but it's it tends not to happen in, like it's usually some bloody powder of something and some high-protein experience. And that's it's yeah. sorted. Oh, you know, I don't know. I find that psychologists, as they get older, develop weird health issues, and I feel like that's a good conversation to just have at some point mm. because, like, what's that about? In fact, one of the persons, mm. she, I, I can't, won't name the person because that that'll be wrong. But there is a person, a person who's a psychologist, and she kicks off life as a. I think she starts out doing counselling psych, but I can't be quite sure. But anyway, she. She ended up pioneering, not pioneering, but promoting um, a form of, if I give too many details, people will know who she is. So how to, how to <laughs> do this. A form of health-based yes, well, advice. Well, go with experiential <laughs> therapy, like, you know, the one where you embody it rather than count chickens or outcomes or rearrange your environment. And it was really, it's really good for trauma. Like it's a really, you need this sort of therapy to resolve trauma. And she did, she went hell for leather teaching this all over the place for, I, don't, I reckon it was about a decade. And then, and she was really enthusiastic and she was also seeing a crazy number of clients as well. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, you can't do experiential therapy like that at that pace without incurring some massive consequence. <laughs> Mm, and mm. I'm sorry to say that she recently passed away and I was like not very in a loud way she just sort of I think she was I really think she tired herself out like she just but but she would have taught a lot of people this form of therapy and and I'm really grateful for her enthusiasm but I don't know if it shortened her life you know like I don't know yeah yeah that's really sad and I am sad I'm very because she was quite a positive, bubbly sort of person and um, and she was maybe a little bit too committed to the work, um, mm. you know. Mm. Like I can't work at that pace. I've got to have like a, you know, a certain number of hours each week and then that's it. I can't do it. If I do more than that, the wheels fall off the next week. <laughs> so Yes, yes. And 
Yeah, but I feel like I feel I think there's like she was really committed to the work, you know, and she was trying to help people learn and just mm. share the therapy because we've got a lot of trauma in our country. I'm sure people everywhere in the world have a lot of trauma, but Australia's full of trauma. In we, my humble we view. Sure, we we sure are, aren't we? We sure yeah. are. Um, and, and but but to do that work, it, I mean, I'm I do use behavioural therapy at times, but it's not the older I get, the less I draw on it, and the more I use more experiential therapies, and they are quite demanding on your mirror neurons and your body because you mm. actually have to kind of embody roles and um, you know stories and experiences that the person's had as part of the healing process, and it's it is demand. It, 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 I just uh, at my age now, I can't do. I could not when I was in my 30s oh man I was I was almost working like this wonderful lady but uh, but I just mm. couldn't sustain it I couldn't I just mud the wheels for me and then my health fell apart yes yeah and that pulled, but then there was meaning there for me because it was like well I've got to you know what well, I've got to do something I've got to need mm. a plan I need a plan mm. Mm. <laughs> someone once said to me that I realized I can only do the yep. blue chip things Right. Um, and that's, oh, that's, that's interesting. isn't yeah. it, isn't it? It, it was not, um, she was not a psychologist, but it was a no, very a uh, interesting, point. I- interesting point. And the world of clinical psychology talks yeah. about burnout. It talks about um, resetting after the day um, and emotional yeah. regulation yeah. and so on. But none of these constructs seem strongly worded enough um the research is good but it's not it's yeah. not strongly worded enough to what we grapple like no how, how common is this story that at some oh. point there's a, a crisis whether it be a health crisis yeah. or whether it be a mental health crisis yes, how many not. practitioners go through it why do we never talk about it i think we um and, talk and about what it. What what brings it on too? What I mean, obviously, yeah. it's multifactorial. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. for one second that it's not. But what what preempts your crisis? Is your crisis inevitable? Why well, aren't we teaching the young people about it? Oh, I do. Well, I try, try um, to tell the young people all the time. I tell the young people about it. <laughs> you're, you're <a laughs> but what do we tell the young people? Well, we tell them. <laughs> We tell them to be responsible. <laughs> With freedom comes responsibility. No, see how there's an edge here. <laughs> we both went straight. You tell the young the people to make their bed. <laughs> well, there is an edge around this topic because I think it's it's very complicated. So let's try and go slow. Let me try and refocus on that. That's what you do when it gets complicated. <laughs> you try and slow down. It is edgy, isn't it? It, it is all- edgy, and I'm just reflecting back on um, the clinical psych interns I've had where I have had I guess a mixed message about um you know you need to sustain your career over 30 years but I want you to work really hard today so man that's a double signal um yeah very big double signal yeah yeah, it is a big double. You know, just okay. So my mind in my like, defense, yeah. Yeah. in my defense, I would like to say you do need oh. to work a bit harder at your the beginning of your career, and starting work oh, at eight thirty is is pretty standard. But anyway, anyway, it is um, not for us to criticize young people because we were young people once a long time ago. 
I think our maxi um, skirts. Oh God! And what was going on? I think <laughs> I don't know what there. was going on. Acid, acid wash <laughs> denim and some fluoro socks at one point. That was that was not a great fashion moment. There's a big edge around this conversation. We can't focus on it. Look at us. We're going off into the humor land. Okay, I've got some thoughts. Here's some thoughts. Okay, my first thoughts are I think this is somehow related to the Jordan Peterson phenomenon. Okay, I've got a hypothesis forming. Here we go. Oh, wow. I know. So I think women, this this job of collective and state-derived support, let's say, is predominantly the responsibility, everyone assumes, of women. And therefore, it is just expected that it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> And, and there's no discussion about how it will happen, just that it's, well, that's your job and we'll just go back to hopping on the podium and and, and preaching to the masses. Like I, I don't think there's any, I think there's an assumption that this is just women's work and what women do. Yes, yes, women are because, good and conscientious. Well, and kind. And, and kind. And giving. And there's just, it's not even acknowledged, it's just assumed. And also a little, a little bit in the conscientiousness. There's a little yeah. bit, little bit of anxiety implied. Oh God! Um, sometimes <laughs> I pretend to be more anxious than I am just to fit Do in you? with people. Yeah, hey, yeah. You yeah. Sort of you sneak, sneak a bit of anxiety in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, well, just you know, to conform to the in. old peer group pressure. <laughs> peer group pressure. <laughs> anxiety. I think, I think, I think it, look, as I'm talking about this, I'm having a lights are going on in my mind. I think this is why women, I think this is why support services are notoriously underfunded and their their service delivery models also pretty useless. Mm, it doesn't go anywhere near far enough. It barely covers, you know, your mouth. <laughs> mm. um, it, I, I think it's, I think, it, I remember watching this, I love a reality TV, but I love a hi- historical reality show, right, where they dress up and go back in time. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's and beautiful, I ca- isn't I it? I love it. I caught this one on SBS, I don't know how long ago, about Victorian England, and it was about farming culture and they were. it was in the time where they were making the lace and my great-grandparents' mothers had all this lace lurking about in someone's cupboard. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's my people. <laughs> anyway, they were trying to derive their information from whatever books were available of the day about animal husbandry and that sort of thing. And the the lady who was playing the, the woman person said that there was absolutely nothing written about women and when it was referenced, it was just assumed that there was this wonderful support structure that just sort of provided cooking and meals and laundry and yeah, yeah. And I think that the problem that we're in, and this is poor, I don't know how to illuminate Jordan to this. I have no idea how you do this because it's hidden in the competence hierarchy. It's like <laughs> it, that's what it's built on. This underbelt of support that's just assumed. Like before today, I'd never heard of the competence hierarchy. I'm just ah, gonna well, there we are. Bring I'm, that I'm out. Share that with the world. It's a, think of it as a triangle of people standing on other people. And at some point it becomes conscious or just woofty. It's woofty. <laughs> yeah, I, I can link it back to um, 
an yeah. Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison. <laughs> oh, um, God. oh God! For, um, because women are at the centre of oh, his world, and yes. yet I'm so glad at that press conference there was a journalist who said, "Does that mean you're going to um, increase the funding of rape crisis centres oh, and refuges?" Yes. Because if if something's important personally, then is it important politically? Great question. What and what was the, what did the honourable Scomo oh, you can say? go to the oh, ABC we can website okay. and right. download the entire transcript of oh, that, the press I, conference. I do things like that. Don't even knock that. I I sometimes do that shit because yeah. <laughs> I want to know what the what the data says, so I can quote because um, because essentially, I mean, essentially, the answer was waffle, Mm. and a lot of a lot of times our answers are waffle, which I guess is to cover up. We don't know, yeah, to cover up, we don't know. So, I mean, I'm sure I do it as well. I'm not saying innocence in this regard. It's a a really complex question is the truth of it. It's a complex issue and it's impossible to have a one-sentence dialogue or solution to something so complicated as, as, I mean, crikey, we're right in the deep end if we're starting to talk about sexual assault. Yes, I mean, because this this is hot. Well, and the other thing that's happening, which I've noticed, this is a general impression, but mm. it's now okay not okay, but it's now accepted that women are angry. Yeah, well, it's, that's a bit of an improvement on where we were before, which was we just yeah, silent yeah. and happy to serve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> previously you weren't allowed to be angry, but now no, we're that's, all that's angry and it's Yeah, started- we're very angry and it's not clear why to, to the men folk collectively. Yeah, but yeah. But they feel, they feel that finger pointing. Yeah, they're nervous, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know it's um well see Jordan did just more on Jordan God I'm on a roll with Jordan Jordan did this thing called biblical the biblical lectures which goes for like it's sort of like a, a video a YouTube version of War and Peace it just goes on for ages <laughs> like it's it's pretty good up until the last couple of like after he gets into Exodus I think it gets a bit confusing but he's the Genesis stories are pretty simple but he gets into this. this story about um, incest and just sort of skates over it like oh well that doesn't happen that much hmm and I thought to myself yeah you're working with a really high functioning population if you don't know what's going on yeah because though sexual assault is such a complex crime it's a complex phenomenon and it's extremely hard to get coherent, sensible, informed, balanced um, research about. Mm. It's just really hard to get it. So, it, so because you don't have the data, mm. it doesn't exist. Yeah. But yeah. it's in the damn Bible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, in Genesis. I'm, I don't. It's I, after, I, so, so, sorry, one of the characters goes way off track and ends up having sex with his three daughters and then they have children. And this conveniently is not taught in mainstream Christianity. <laughs> but but Jordan did wade through it. In, and he just, I don't think he handled it that well. 
I, w- I wouldn't have included it either. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't have much to, to give on this. Um, right. People sure. are telling me that they're triggered by everything that's being yeah. talked about and I, yeah. I see that and I, I hear that and I hope they're okay. I can only yeah. well. support them as best I can. Um, sure. There is some research. Um, but uh yeah but it but it's not yeah i hear what you're saying it's sometimes things like risk factors or stuff like that yeah it doesn't seem to go further um, into prevention or treatment or asking that essential question that all psychologists have which is how can we help people yeah um well, there's so, this big secret keeping. I mean, a big part of sexual assault, especially when it's happening inside families, is there's a big secret being kept. Mm. Well, I feel like we might have to save this because I because I live in an area where there was a cult, mm. and it was a it did include sexual crimes. Terrible, terrible, terrible. We won't go into the the, the details of that so much, but. Um, so I've treated a lot of people that have been affected by that cold, either in, either directly or indirectly. Yeah. And and you might say, well, that's not everywhere. But, well, you know, how do you know? Because these, these phenomena are very secret. Mm. And um, anyway. Gosh, um, it, it's yeah. not everywhere, but um, as you're saying there, the ripples come out. Yeah, it's that, that you can be affected by it indirectly. Like, um, and it's how do you, how do, how do you, um, help that kind of phenomenon because because as psychologists we're often working with people in very secret situations and it's complicated you know mm. you, you're working behind a curtain of confidentiality and privacy about a situation that our culture doesn't usually want to look at yes yes well simultaneously it's possible though you have professional standards and though yeah. I'm sure many many people do extra reading and yeah extra training i guess we're we're still fallible we're still influenced well, by society yeah. and um, it might be too much for just the individual practitioner to mm, to handle um you know mm, the, the sum total of everything that the culture doesn't particularly want to deal with and there's a lot mm, in that category yeah yeah there definitely is just in there um gosh well I'm just looking at the time. Gosh darn it. <laughs> oh, we're on fire. We're, I know, we're, we're on, on fire. fire. But you're right. Well, we've we've well, got we're a- time. Well, we can have another crack next week, perhaps. We were, th- we were thinking of the thought. Well, anyway, we'll work this out. I'll just say, we'll say goodbye for now. Yeah, we'll say goodbye. Can I flag yes, something yes, that I think something. would be good for next yes, time? Good, 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 yes, is that I'm so off. glad we're talking because yes. the other thing is you yes. might be in a government job in a multidisciplinary right, yeah. team, but you, you might, might be, be the only yeah. psychologist. You might be. Um, yeah, and you might be in private practice. And yeah. if you're in private practice, you don't necessarily even if there's somebody in the next room, you don't necessarily have colleagues in the way other professions have colleagues. Although they're there, you probably won't ever bloody get the chance to talk to them, Um, especially not the chance to talk to them in such a relaxed way as and, and in covering so many topics because 
Um, when I talk to my colleagues, who am I kidding? I'm talking to yeah. my boss. Um, <laughs> right um, the time is so limited, I actually have to speak in bullet points and I refer yeah. to my bullet points. Wow. And wow. sometimes I even let her know ahead of time, I have four bullet points and mm-hmm. we hit the four bullet points in 10 minutes and then mm. we go on to our client or preparing for our client or whatever. Um wow. So longer reflection doesn't necessarily happen very often. I mean, I know yeah. the opposite argument is that supervision takes up some of that role. Yeah, and well, it does. Any, anyway, no, it does. long no, it does story something. short, I'm yeah. glad to be talking to you. Oh, yes, maybe, good work. Maybe I want to flag for future yeah. talks the issue of, of loneliness. Um, yeah, who's totally. lonely in our profession? Um, is it me? Is it you? Is it everyone else? Must be everyone else. No. <laughs> well, well, because yeah, definitely well, not we'll, us. <laughs> we'll con- we'll con- we'll continue on. We'll continue on in in um next next exciting meeting episode instalment. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye. Oh, bye, Yimmy. Bye. Bye. Okay, hang on. Do we want to? Yep.